You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Basically, we're not going to teach you anything new. We're just going to ask ourselves, how are we doing? How are we doing? You know, sometimes somebody will walk up to you and say, how are you doing? And you know that they really don't want the answer. They're just being gracious. But then somebody will come up and ask you, how are you doing? And you, you know they really care. They really want to know how you are doing. You know, that little checkpoint is helpful, isn't it? It's helpful because you have to stop and really think about it. Isn't it easy just to float? I mean, if you've been saved for any period of time, the things of the Christian life, they become part of a habit. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Duty is a very important word in the Word of God. And we should do that, which is our duty to do. But we don't want to just do what we do because of duty. We want to do it because we love the Lord. We want there to be that close relationship. So here, when we look at this, we're just going to have a little checkpoint tonight and just ask ourselves, we're going to look at several different points tonight, but I want you just to, order to answer for yourself how you are doing. Uh, number one, how are you doing personally? How are you doing personally? I'm not talking professionally. I'm not talking survival. How are you doing? Not your husband, not your wife, not your neighbor. How are you doing? You know, the Lord said here, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. And if we aren't doing well, we're not building. Building is work. It's work. And building our faith is work as well. And so here, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, uh, that, that is, that's work. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Uh, that is purposeful. But if, but if we are not doing well in our own self, uh, in, personally, then these, these things really aren't making a difference. They're not going to, if we're not doing well personally, we're not having a good assessment and without a, an honest assessment of where we are at and a little bit of transparency with ourself, have you, have you ever lied to yourself? I do it all the time. And, you know, it's not, it's, it is not where we need to be, but sometimes we just tell ourselves everything's okay. And just keep pushing forward, but that doesn't mean that everything's okay. And in doing so, we sort of ignore the warning signals. We ignore the things that my soul isn't where it needs to be. 
My soul is, is not doing well. And, and with that, just, just trying to be honest enough with ourselves, but ye beloved, building up yourselves. So asking ourselves, how are we doing personally? And if we are not doing well personally, then you need, you need to have a talk with somebody. There, there ought to be somebody that you can go to and just talk. Hey, I'm having a hard time. It may be a spouse. It may be a soul winning partner. It may be one of the faithful men. It may be one of our senior saints. Uh, it may be uh, just a close Christian friend that you have. But you and I, when things are not doing well, there, we have to have a place. We have to have a person that we can go have a conversation with. Hey, you know what? Just things aren't doing well. And sometimes we don't even know why. Sometimes when, I'm, when I am not where I know I need to be, I can't put my finger on what it is. But having a conversation with someone, it helps. It helps. I've got some people that I connect with. You know, every one of us have to have somebody to talk to. And if you say, well, pastor, I don't have somebody, then find somebody. Find somebody. And they need to be spiritual. Let me say that again. They need to be spiritual. Somebody that's not in church is not who you need to be talking to. Somebody's not being faithful to the Lord. That's not the person that you go to for counsel. Not saying that they don't have knowledge, but if they are not where they need to be, we don't want to go to counsel to them. So, so we need to have some accountability. We need to have somebody that we can go and talk to, somebody that we can have a conversation with and just say, you know, things aren't quite right and, and I just need to tell somebody. You say, well, pastor, what good is that going to do? That is going to let somebody be on guard. Uh, just as stable. I would like to say that we are that I am just as I'm stable all the time uh, and everything is always right. I would love to be able to say that, but that's not honest. You see, we are we are in this journey of life and we are endeavoring to serve the Savior. If I am growing, I'm going the right direction, but but I can be shaken off. I can backslide just like anybody else. You know. That awareness, building up yourselves. And if you don't have somebody that is going to come alongside and hold you accountable, then it's easy to fall away. So how are you doing personally? 
How are you doing, number two, spiritually? You say, aren't they the same? No, they're not. Though your spiritual condition will impact your personal condition. But how are you doing spiritually? Uh, so keep your Bibles out. I'm going to have verses up here, but I want you to get these verses. Get your Bible out. Highlight them. Put some connections. All right. Something happened back there? I'm not on. There we go. Is that on? Okay, good. All right. There we go. So number two, spiritually, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and look with me at verse number 29. 1 Corinthians 7, 29, and we've got a lot of verses to go to tonight. But I want you to just to get a hold of these because these verses are going to help you as we are building up ourselves. These are verses that will help us in these different areas. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 29, and we'll read down through verse 31. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it for the fashion of this world passeth away. Uh, how are we doing spiritually? Uh, and, and when I use these verses, uh, I, I am, I'm using these verses to help us recognize where is my focus? This life is short. Everything here is going to pass away. And if I am truly having a spiritual mindset and I am, and I am being spiritual, then my affections are not going to be on things down here. My affections are going to be things up in heaven. And, and when, when that is not the case, it's revealing something to me. How much of my attention is heavenward? Well, pastor, I'm in church tonight. Well, I know. But I can go to church. I'm here every day. But that doesn't make me spiritual. And it doesn't mean that my focus is on things above. And it doesn't mean that your focus is on things above just because we're here tonight. You see, uh, life is short. The time is short. Uh, uh, Colossians chapter number 3. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, and look with me at verse number 1. We'll read down through verse number 3, Colossians 1, 1 to 3. The Bible says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things on earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So if how am I doing personally, but how am I doing spiritually? Are my affections on things above or are my affections right down here? Is, are my thoughts and my mind, are they consumed with the things going on here? Or is my, is my thoughts, my heart, is it in heaven? Thinking about the things that are uh, above. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew 5, verse 6. Good to hear the Bible's turning. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
And, and that is that spiritual desire, hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And that is, that's an appetite that all of us should have. Uh, go to John chapter 6 and verse number 27. John 6, 27. John 6. John chapter 6, verse 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Uh, just not laboring for that which perishes. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 4, and I'm just going to read that to you. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so spiritually, how are we doing? Is our affections on things above or are they on things beneath? Uh, if I am going to build myself up on my most holy faith, then then I've got to make sure that, that my, my eyesight, my view, my heart is in the right place. So how am I doing personally? How am I doing spiritually? How am I doing physically? You know, our physical condition impacts our spiritual condition. I mean, just a, a few weeks back when I was, when I was sick, uh, and I didn't test with COVID, didn't have COVID, but I was sick, and I was, I think I slept six days, 20 hours a day. You say, Pastor, how much Bible did you read? Zero. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't keep my focus on anything. I was out. I would wake up. I moved from the bed to the, the chair, and then I was out again. I'd sit there, and Deb would try to get me something to drink, and then I would be right back out again. Uh, there, was, there was no spiritual focus at all. There was no focus on anything. And you know, the people that our physical condition impacts our personal condition, it impacts our spiritual condition. You know, we do have to be aware of our body. Brother Frank uh, had that surgery and has been uh, up and down in different, different situations and uh, doing well right now, praise the Lord for that. And he looks great in that suit, doesn't he? And uh, looks, he's half the man he used to be. Uh, but uh, anyway, he's looking really good. But, but with that, uh, you know, our health impacts so much. People that their health has dropped off, and now they can't go out and serve the way they wanted to serve. It's a huge impact. You know, we do have to take care of this body. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We've got to take care of it. So I'm going to uh, hit a couple things here. So physically, now with that physical, physical uh, that, that also encompasses uh, our emotional. Uh, Psalm 42, 11, uh, the Bible says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance, O my God. And you know, the Lord is the health of our countenance. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
uh, after I read off all those prayer requests and I went down to the, uh, to the altar to pray, uh, I, w- I felt like I just burdened everybody. And sharing all these requests, I felt like there was just a weight that got dropped on everybody. And I could sense the Spirit even in the, uh, in the service sort of be subdued. And, you know, the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. It is our strength. And, and here, when we're talking about our physical uh, 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 strength and our body, uh, we've got to be very aware of where are we emotionally. Uh, uh, take your Bibles, go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 4. We'll read down through verse 9. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Uh, uh, let your moderation be uh, known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. I just lost it here. Uh, let your request be made known unto God, and the God of and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise. Think on these things, and those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. You know, uh, our, our uh, physical bodies, our, our, uh, our thoughts, our heart, uh, we've got to make sure that we are uh, being aware of where we are in our life, uh, just as a checkpoint, because if something's going off, we've got to be able to make those adjustments uh, so we don't get sidetracked and we don't get derailed. Uh, but not just the emotional, also the, the importance of the physical. Uh, Genesis 43, 28, uh, and they answered, Thy servant, our father, is in good health. He is yet alive. And they bowed down their heads and made obeisance. Uh, you know, here, uh, Joseph uh, just trying to find out whether or not his father was doing well. And, and they were saying, uh, he's alive. Uh, and he does well. He is in good health. Uh, just think about that. Uh, what a wonderful gift. Health. It's a wonderful gift. And having it, we don't want to take it for granted. And because we have it, we have opportunities to be able to do something for the Lord. Uh, But our physical uh, body, uh, take your Bible, go to Proverbs chapter 23. And now we're going to look at some negatives here that uh, we don't normally preach about. Uh, But uh, Proverbs 23, uh, verse 1 and 2, talking about the physical body and taking care of it. Uh, Proverbs 23, 1 and 2. The Bible says, when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. And you know, gluttony. You know, gluttony is a sin. And just because someone is large doesn't mean they're a glutton. And just because someone is skinny does not mean that they are not a glutton. And the, here, gluttony, though, uh, it, is, it is a sin. And it's a sin against 
our God because our body is God's temple. And I wish I could say that I took care of my temple the way I ought to take care of it. But I've got to work on taking care of my temple uh, because it is going to impact my service for the Lord. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 8. 1 Timothy 4 and verse number 8. 8 and 9, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable in all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Uh, but bodily exercise profiteth little. It does not mean that it does not profit. Bodily exercise. And we, we do. We have to take care of the temple. Uh, and, you know, it's one thing to say, well, I, uh, we shouldn't smoke and drink and all of those things and abuse our bodies with drugs because uh, the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But if we are not taking care of the temple, then we are abusing it in like manner. It's just acceptable to eat. It's acceptable not to exercise. Though there is a lot of emphasis in our society. Is everybody awake tonight? All right. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis in our world today on exercise. And exercise has been raised to such a proportion that people worship their body. And that's wrong. That's sin. Uh, and they will, they will be more attentive to the needs of their physical uh, shape of their body uh, and then ignore all the spiritual. But if we are paying attention to the spiritual and neglecting the physical, we still have things out of order as well. And so here we just need to take care of the body. Uh, how are we doing uh, physically? How are we doing Number four, relationally. Relationally. You know, when our service for the Lord is hindered so often because we do not know how to interact with people. Improper relationships drive people away. You know, somebody walks in the doors and they've not been here for a little while. It's like, man, hadn't seen you for a while. Where have you been? You know what that makes them want to do? Walk right back out the door. Because if they have been away for a while, and you don't know why, they may have been traveling to take care of a sick loved one. You have no idea, but if they've been away, coming back, the devil's already whispering in their ear. Yeah, everybody's going to ask you where you've been. You know you should have been here all this time. You know, he is the accuser. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Let's not jump on board. Let's not get on his bandwagon. But also, our, our relational interactions, how we connect and communicate with people, are you approachable? 
Not everybody in this auditorium is approachable. For, for some, if everything isn't exactly how they want it, they are not approachable. How are we doing relationally? That is, that, that pushes people away. And with that, it pushes, as you push people away, it also pushes away your support. You, it isolates us. And then when we're isolated, when we have the need, there isn't anybody there. And oftentimes, it's self-inflicted. So, so we, we really have to work on this area of relationships. How, how do you do with relationships? Just a checkpoint. Just, just ask yourself, be honest with yourself. How are you with relationships? Because our service for the Lord, ministry is people. Let me say that again. Ministry is people. And if we can't relate, we can't minister. This, this is an area, building up yourself. Well, it's just how I am. Well, we build on something to make it better. We don't just say, well, that's just how I am. I'm leaving everything the way it is. Well, that's not building. That's not, that's not growing. And all of us need to be growing. We all need to be building up ourselves on our most holy faith. How are we doing relationally uh, in our marriage? How, how's our relationship? Uh, our family, how's our relationship? Our friends, how are our relationships? Our, our Christian brothers and sisters, how are those relationships? If we are caustic, we will not have re good relationships. And then we'll wonder, how come nobody comes around me? Because you pushed everybody away. You know, the people that are approachable, they smile. When you've got a scowl on your face, everybody's like, hmm. And oftentimes, when someone is not good relationally, if they've had a bad day, they're taking it out on everybody. And it doesn't matter what you say. It's turned negative. And it's taken wrong. Those relationships, building up yourselves. How are we doing relationally? Uh, because if we are not doing well relationally, then I've got to work on that. Uh, Luke 10.27, I'm just going to read them to you for time's sake. Luke 10.27, he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. You know, if you're loving your neighbor, they know it. If you're not loving them, they know it too. Do people feel loved and liked and accepted when they're around you? 
If they don't, then this is a building point. It's like, okay, this is something I got to walk away and I got to do some uh, fixing on. Uh, Romans 13, 9, for this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Wow. The Lord just put not committing adultery and not committing murder. And he said, you know how you don't do those? You love your neighbor as yourself. Because if you are loving people with the right type of love, you're not going to commit these sins. And it's going to come out. Uh, Galatians 5.14, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, James 2.8, If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. What, are, what is this? These are all talking about relationships. Relationships. And how are we doing relationally with others? Um, with that, uh, relationships. Who am I mentoring? Who am I discipling? Who am I helping? Who am I building and strengthening? Who are we investing in? So how are we doing in these areas? Uh, first of all, personally, spiritually, physically, uh, how are we doing uh, relationally? And lastly, how are we doing financially? How are we doing financially? Our financial status impacts our life. The amount of stress that people endure over finances and the improper handling of money it creates so many extra burdens. You know, we, we have mentioned it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again about Ramsey Plus. And with that, it was tools to help you. Absolutely just to help you. And some will say, well, pastor, I don't need any help. But all of us can grow. I mean, I sat in those classes and helped taught, teach as well as listening. And, you know, I learned some things. I made some changes financially during that, that, uh, those classes, those nine weeks of classes, because of some things that I've learned. You know, I don't want to just exist. I want to grow. You know, we had people, Mrs. Cole was sitting there in Ramsey Plus. And here she is, 108. And uh, <laughs> uh, no, here she is. Uh, you know, she could, she could help all of us financially. She could have sat there and taught us with life's experiences of things that worked, things that didn't work. And yet she sat there and just took in. You know, we all just need to grow. Financially, uh, how are we doing financially? Uh, one of these days, we are going to give an account for our life. 
And I don't think it's going to be too long. But the Lord's coming back, and uh, we just want to make sure that we are doing things the way He would want us to do it. Matthew 25, 14 uh, through 19, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, uh, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. The Lord's coming back. And there's going to be a reckoning. How are we doing? As a steward, everything that I have belongs to Him. I'm supposed to be using Him for His kingdom. I get to enjoy all the blessings. Uh, I, there are so many things that we get to enjoy uh, with his, his resources that He has given to us. But He is going to ask us to give an account of what He has given to us. Uh, and with that, how, how are we doing? Are we, are we being honest with our resources? Are we robbing the Lord? Are we being faithful in our tithes, our offerings? Are we, are we taking care of the resources that He has given to us? 2 Corinthians 9, uh, verses 5 through 11, uh, just talking about taking up, re, uh, taking up offerings. And then he said, uh, he that soweth uh, bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And, and here in these verses, there's just so much in Scripture uh, about our resources and being a good steward. And uh, in our life, how are we doing? Are we, are we taking care of what God has given to us? You know, the Lord doesn't tell us to give everything. He doesn't tell us to give everything. But oftentimes, because we're not good stewards of what He has given to us, we're not even being obedient to Him in giving what He has asked. And the tithes and the offerings. And if we're not good stewards, then also we don't have the opportunities and the abilities to be a help and a blessing to somebody else. There. There is something special about being able to do something for somebody else. You see a need, and you think, okay, I can take care of that. What a, what a blessing that that is. But if we're not good stewards, we don't have that opportunity. So just five areas tonight, how are we doing? And if in these areas there's some things that, we need, that we're not doing well in, then let's just back up, take an assessment of where we are, and then say, okay, now what do I need to do to build myself up in this area? Building up yourselves. Building up yourselves on our most holy faith. And that's where uh, we're, we're three-quarters of the way through this year. Unreal. 2022 is just around the corner. It is unreal how fast this year has flown. And we get to the beginning of the year and we have, we have a theme and then we have uh, personal resolutions of things that we're going to do. But along the way, we have to have some checkpoints and see how are we doing. And if we're not doing well, 
Let's make those adjustments. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for uh, your goodness to us. Thank you for your word. And now, Lord, as we just uh, look into our own lives, not worried about anybody else, but Lord, into our own lives, uh, help us recognize areas where we need to grow. Uh, Just uh, mature us. May the Spirit of God put his finger on something in our lives and help us uh, to make uh, assessments and changes uh, to where we can strength, be strengthened in our faith so we can stay true to you. And so just work now in our hearts for Christ's sake. Uh, we'll just have a quiet invitation right there in your seat. Uh, well, just a short, short verse of, of uh, music here. But, you know, just ask the Lord, how are you doing? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.